0: Tom, stop faffing about with the CDI. Just get on the bloody raft.
1: (laughs) We can't lose the CDI, Matthew. It's very important. It's not like I don't have another one back home.
0: (sighs) I mean, who knows what home looks like anymore, Tom? Fine, bring it. Just strap it next to the Master System, but get on the bloody raft.
1: It's like being a kid again, see the iron and mass system, uh, apart from the raft. Here we are, leaving the island. How exciting. Finally, exactly. we have this raft built, and it feels fairly sturdy.
0: I mean, you know, it's the best of um, British engineering, I would say. Uh, we've we've tied some things together with some string. It's fine. It'll work. It'll be okay.
1: <laughs> well, here's hoping it holds up, you know, that the seas are still pretty uh, stormy.
0: Exactly, Tom. Now the real journey begins. It's Tom and Matt Attack. I had to lighten my voice a little bit at the end of that, then, because it was it was getting very serious. How are you, Tom? Fictional rafts Side.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm all right, thank you. Lovely and sunny uh, again.
0: Yes, it is gorgeous weather here in Denmark <laughs> It's
1: a lovely, sunny uh, here in in the. Uh in the UK as well. I was going to say
0: in the shack but then I was just like well we're already doing an island metaphor maybe we should leave the tomato shack metaphor. We really have a we have weeks. no
1: shack anymore. We have our raft and and we will get back to uh, our homeland soon. Uh,
0: I'm sure we will because at the moment it would have been a metaphor within a metaphor it would have been like podcast inception and nobody wants that it's theater of the mind it should be confusing. That's just
1: confusing Exactly isn't it? Yeah
0: But yeah no whether it's nice in the UK whether it's nice in Denmark it, mm. it's hmm a bit of a a bit of a shame it's a long weekend here which generally means i like to sit down and do some biographics and do some video games mm. and mm-hmm. i kind of feel a bit guilty for that because the weather outside oh well, i always feel
1: like that but in the end it's like i think of places which are always sunny and they don't have that mindset do they they yeah, have but... to get used to the fact it's always sunny so you know i'll just do what i want to do yeah but the thing, thing is with
0: them right like they have the option of going oh, well, it'll still be sunny tomorrow, I can just go out tomorrow. Oh, yeah, no, whereas, that's that's true, that's whereas true. We, we have, have to the make the most of it when it's there. Of Yeah, it's just sunny these uh, three days in the entire year. I should I probably know, make the most of it.
1: It's been fairly consistent. I can only think of, like, one day where it really rained recently in the past few weeks. Yeah. Which, which is also a bit concerning, because if we don't get enough rain, then... As my gran- How would the plants grow?
0: As my granddad once said, uh, would often say in his old age, "Oh well, you know, if it wasn't for rain, we wouldn't have tea, would we?" And that's a, a philosophy I'd like to live by, if I'm being honest. I love tea. Exactly. I mean, I've got a cup of <laughs> here right now. <laughs> tea God. is
1: the real t- tea, Matthew. Is the real gaming fuel. Forget this mountain dew. Exactly. Whatever. Gaming fuel. <laughs> we tea. Built,
0: we built a programming empire on tea and illicit substances absolutely
1: yeah yeah without all the tea we wouldn't have this great British games industry that, that we have today
0: exactly yeah. from bedrooms to billions sponsored by PG Tips
1: <laughs> oh that's uh, yes For the I was going to say that, that's my washing machine it was some banging and I thought someone was trying to break into the flat
0: <laughs> no Tom it's okay it's just a washing machine I, d- I feel the need yes. for clarity to say I drink Glengetty, not PG Tips. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, just I, I, drink York, tea. Uh, I drink
1: Yorkshire tea. I drink Yorkshire tea. But Thompson's tea I've been having recently because it was an offer. It was very good. <laughs> yeah. When, when <laughs> we, you, we'd go far with some sponsors, wouldn't we? we weren't some tea you into Rington's?
0: Wasn't Rington's the, the tea? You used ah, to Rington's
1: drink? was local to uh, crew. Yeah. where my parents lived. Yeah. yeah. So the Rington's man would come round to the door and sell his tea.
0: Yes, um, Ringtons
1: is pretty good. It's a nice, strong black tea. I I have to admit, like all best teas are, it's
0: not my favourite tea. I much prefer Yorkshire tea to, to R-
1: Ringtons. To Ringtons, I think Ringtons is similar to Yorkshire tea.
0: Ringtons has got like a slightly like herby note somewhere in the middle. That probably it really.
1: Oh, you do, you're not an Earl Grey fan, then? are no, you? No,
0: I'm not an Earl Grey fan. Exactly, you know that? that's it, it, what it is. It, it, yeah, no. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough. I don't. Talk I about... think
1: it's very different from Earl Grey. However, yeah, right. I, tea. Like this glang- I like like I like
0: Because <laughs> you can stand up like a cup, glang- you can stand a spoon up in it. It's so strong that, like, I also it like repels Glanggetti. the milk. I, I
1: can I can get behind that, yeah. Glenghetti is a good Welsh Um brew. So, so, what games, Matthew, moving on, what games have you been playing while you've been drinking? Tea? Well,
0: just l- watch me bring this back around, Tom Parry. Um oh, okay. I've been playing uh, along with my black tea I've been playing a game called Black Feature 88 um which is an independent Never heard place. of it. Um neither oh. had I until I saw it in the local library it's by a company called Good Shepherd Entertainment um and I ring the bell. Essentially, uh Don't stop me if you've heard this one before, Tom Parry. I'll read you the description on the back of the stop. box. Miss- Black Feature eighty eight is a synth punk roguelike two D action shooter.
1: Oh right, yeah. Yeah.
0: But Trend. Th- bear with me. Uh, you have eighteen minutes to vertically climb an always evolving procedurally generated tower, survive the deadly traps, <laughs> homicidal AI, and powerful wardens standing in your way.
1: Sounds interesting with this time limit. Uh, yes. Dead Rising springs to mind when I think of time limits.
0: Yes. No, it, it's kind but of. But I
1: assume it's nothing like Dead Rising.
0: Well, no, I mean, it, it feels. But the it pressure. Very the much pressure like uh, most other uh, 2D side scrolling roguelikes. Uh, your Risk of Rain, for example. But it's it's got some neat mechanical hooks to it that I actually kind of enjoyed. Um, Okay. The timer being one of them, uh, I I later discovered on some of my later runs that there's a way to actually, you can kind of invest your time. So you can kind of gamble with your time, going like, okay, I'll grow these... Mm. I've forgotten the name of them because there's so much terminology. See, I told you off the podcast, I should have taken notes. But essentially these vending machines around that allow you to grow these spores... And what you can do is say, like, okay, well, I'm going to put eight minutes of my time into this now in the hopes that I can reach another one of these vending machines because they're all attached. I hope I can reach another one of these vending machines where these spores will then grow and reward me with 15 minutes of time instead. So they do some quite interesting things with it. Um, The weapons are all pretty cool. Uh, You start with, you have a survivor's pistol, which is just like a general like pew-pew gun. And you're running around, and as you kill different enemies, they drop different things. There are some melee weapons like swords and hammers. There's also like really powerful charged laser shots, like you might imagine, shotguns, the works. Okay. It does some cool things though. That because the game is so frantic, because you're trying to play around with time, you can fire. I played this on the Switch. It bears noting because some of the stuff I'm going to say to do with loading time, I'm sure, is just exclusively the Switch version, not the Steam one. So you can press the Y button to automatically fire, and the game does have somewhat of an auto-lock-on, so if you're aiming in the general direction of enemies, your character will shoot towards them. Or you can use the right mm-hmm. stick, which will allow you to almost act like a twin-stick shooter, because then you can just like yeah. use the left stick to run around, and then you use the the right stick to shoot. There's a dash okay. mechanic as well that you get by pressing the a a button. I love a dash mechanic. And yeah, you can dash through bullets, you can dash through walls, and then course. every time you kill a boss, which is random every time, of course, it's procedurally generated, uh, they reward you with a power up. So some of them are, hey, you can dash for longer. Anytime you kill an enemy, you can dash, dash through bullets to regain health. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of it is built around this idea of you dashing back and forth. It's pretty cool. Um, I didn't check how much it was. Like I said, I rented this copy from the library, so I I just had a physical copy to check it out. But if you're into that kind of game, it seems like a good one of those. Um, Obviously, with the timer, I can't say how long the game is. I managed to beat three bosses in my second or third run. So if you were taking okay. this game seriously and using the dash mechanic a lot better than I was in my quick dabble with it, I think. I think
1: well, any of these games you have to get used to, don't you, you have to practice?
0: Yeah, but I, I could see it being. That's what they're
1: built around. A good,
0: yeah. a good like four or five hour experience. I don't think it's going to be more than that. Perhaps even like two or three, like Risk of Rain is. But generally speaking, seems pretty good. Seems really well polished. Uh, there's a really, really nice trailer for the game. With like amazing artwork and really nice animation, and then mm. oh, actually I should I should mention why uh, the game is called Black Future '88. It's because at the start of the game you get this nice little anime. It is an anime intro. That's the wrong word. Sorry, animated intro. I wanted to say. Of uh, essentially, oh, I, see,
1: I see. I'm seeing it. Explaining
0: oh. this concept yeah. that essentially at the end of 1988, nuclear war happened, and because of that. Um, People decided to stop counting time, and there was this cool little yeah. little one-liner of just like people stopped counting <laughs> time passing. Time I, time is only Matthew, counted now in how long people have left to live.
1: You may be talking about the story, but in the anime intro, I can't get over that character's rear end. <laughs> there there is... is a heavy emphasis on her backside. Which is weird, because everything is like
0: 8-bit sprites, <laughs> and to be honest with you... Yeah, I'm well, not... you,
1: you don't see it again, they're probably like, you're never going to see this bum again. We're going uh, <laughs> to
0: yeah <laughs> focus I mean...
1: on it quite heavily in the introduction. Which Sorry, is weird, because that it's introduction really not
0: is also not in the Switch game, from what I understand. Like, the animated introduction is completely different.
1: It's in that. It's in this Switch trailer.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I don't understand <laughs> it, because I saw it, and I was like, okay, this has got quite of a quirky style, but then... You look at the cover, Tom Parry, and the cover art's completely different. So I don't know, maybe someone else who was working, maybe not the studio produced it, maybe whoever published this game ended up making that trailer.
1: I'm not sure. Either way... Well, the first comment, interestingly, on... um, What's it called? YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) Gosh, why the... Stopped watching after 15 seconds to like all the thick comments I knew would be there. And when they say thick, they mean (laughs) T-H-I-C-C. um extra thick yes everyone is obsessed with the uh the buttocks of this character okay um, well how shallow how shallow how shallow indeed and i, I hate <laughs> when you've got this i hate to disappoint
0: anyone who perked up when tom parry <laughs> was talking thick it's a it's a it's a it's a nice bit side scrolling shooter with very pixely characters
1: yeah you're not going to get those bums that are promised.
0: Well, I, I don't, I don't know why you want those bums. I'm, I'm sorry. That's how it goes. Tom Parry, do not, do not what? derail this conversation with your. I'm your sorry. Yeah. On What's YouTube. the soundtrack like? That's what I was meaning to ask. Soundtrack you. is quite good. I should actually point out something as well. There's a very interesting mechanic in the game, where to unlock new characters, i.e new people to have different starting weapons with. They do have names, but unfortunately I I don't remember them because you're just flicking in and out a bit. They have essentially the switches you can pull, and what that does is it enables a bounty hunter to come and follow you, and then if you defeat that bounty hunter, it unlocks that person as a character, which I thought was quite a cool mechanic. Soundtrack's good. To be honest with you, I can't hum anything off my head despite playing the game for about an hour or so this morning. Sorry, hiccup. Uh despite playing the game so an hour or so this morning, I can't really tell you what the soundtrack was okay. like off the top of my head. Very good. I mean
1: Is it fairly generic sort of synth music?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I think I would be a bit unfair to it. It didn't it didn't offend <laughs> me in any way, but I it didn't really make me go, Wow, this is a this is a quality track. It's good. It's not okay. you know what I mean. Like it's good enough for yeah. the game, which is always good to yeah. see. It doesn't distract from it. Um, Yeah, other than that, loading times on the Switch, bit of an issue. The game actually froze on me once or twice while loading, so... I would say if you are interested mm. in this and if you do have a computer that's able to run it, I'm, I'm pretty sure most computers would be able to, then just check it out on Steam, I think. But the Switch port a bit seems good. When you're actually playing the game, there's no slowdown or anything. It's just the loading times of are course. a Of course,
1: and it's portable being on the Switch. So yeah, yeah, maybe if I plugged it in into nice the dock, bonus. maybe that wouldn't
0: be an issue, but I did play it in handheld, so... Oh, yes. Good though. Okay. Quite enjoyed it.
1: Well, I think visually it looks really, really nice. Uh, the lighting there makes me think of um, Abe's Odyssey actually, with the large uh, screens. Yeah. And uh, in, in some sections, I see here in the trailer. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the sprite work as well is
0: very high quality. There's some really cool things. Like every mm. time you arrive at this complex, you arrive on a train yeah. that crashes. There's also a an interesting mechanic where any ammo or items you don't pick up start contributing to this meter of called like Deathfall or Skyfall. I can't remember which one it is. But Skyfall. I assume essentially what is happening there is perhaps the items and stuff you don't pick up actually end up affecting how tough the end boss battle is perhaps. I don't know. I haven't looked I into that, sense. but that would be my guess. what's like
1: going on there behind the scenes. Yeah. Well-designed game, you'd say. For sure. I,
0: I, I, I do think if that's your hmm. bag, you should check this game out. It seems pretty cool.
1: Okay, that's Black Future eighty eight available on PC and Switch. Yes. And anything else? Uh,
0: not to my knowledge. I couldn't know. see anything earlier other than um the Switch and Steam page. So.
1: Okay. Okay. So you need to either of those two platforms, it would seem.
0: You do. Um, right. Just quickly looking on Nintendo dot com forward slash games to tell me the price of it. Because it just says available now. That's. i uh, it's a twenty dollar <laughs> game actually.
1: Hmm. Blimey! Yeah, you have not paid anything for it.
0: I, I I did not, but I I may after this when I take this copy back to the. Uh, you can
1: play it on Mac.
0: Yeah, well, it's Steam isn't it? So that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. Nice to Well, see not all Mac of them are playable ability. on Mac. No, that's true.
1: Maybe, maybe more are nowadays, probably, since uh, I was looking for Mac games. Yes. Marvelous. Well, I've been playing some games. Have you really? Oh, yes, I have, Matthew. Now, primarily first-person shooters, strange enough, this weekend at least. And uh, I started off with some Star Wars Battlefront 2. I'd never completed the story mode on that game, so I thought I'd go back to it. And the reason being, I'd got so far into it, and I found it really hard. So I dropped the difficulty down to easy. Did you try and, so hard and uh, got so
0: far in the end, it didn't really matter?
1: It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. I don't know how I feel about the game. I think it's a beautiful game, and within the story mode, it has some cool moments. Uh, however, I feel that the game plays overly simplistic and quite repetitive, and uh, it's just not as well designed as other first-person shooters, I don't think, as, as a story experience. Yeah. Um, I t- compare it to the other game I've been playing this weekend, which is Halo Three, and it really does uh, pale in comparison. I mean,
0: <laughs> to be fair, Halo Three is of a generation where the storyline's campaign was the main draw. And yes, mm-hmm. multiplayer was becoming a thing. Halo Two was very big online multiplayer, but it still wasn't that like yeah. the in- the insane levels of like Call of Duty and maybe even Halo Reach, where online
1: was the whole thing. Uh, Halo Reach had a great single player, though, as well.
0: Battlefront uh, 2's storyline, also, let's not remember, was kind of reactionary against the first one not having one. Yeah. I do hear that story is very good, but I also hear it's very short, right? It focuses around Um, a TIE Fighter pilot who joins the. Yes,
1: uh, Aiden Verso of uh, Inferno Squad, uh, her and her team. Yeah, Inferno Squad, uh, are uh, clearing up after the Battle of Endor. There's this thing called Operation Cinder, which uh, the Emperor has uh, put in place after his death. And the guy in charge of it is Iden Versio's father, uh, Imperial General, Admiral, yeah. someone. And uh, during the story mode, Iden Verso and Inferno Squad defect from the Empire. After seeing... How the, the, their dream of the empire isn't as good as the reality happens to be. Okay, so it, it's it Final seems Fantasy strange Fantasy in the 4. story since the emperor's death. Sorry,
0: I'm just saying it's Final Fantasy IV, then. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> perhaps I don't know, uh, but uh, it, it seems that since the emperor's death, the, the, they do come into on the story missions. that Everything's got even more ruthless and violent, and how the um, the the population of these Imperial planets aren't being treated as well as they were under the Empire. It's sort of all gone to the original Empire. Yeah, Even well, though you think the the Empire is, is terrible and everyone's living in some horrible... Well, it's more about order, isn't it? The the Empire, you know, everyone's yeah. oppressed. But uh, they're not um treated quite as badly as they seem to be now well, within the, the time frame.
0: I mean, have you seen any of The Mandalorian? I've only seen the first episode of it.
1: I've seen all of it yeah, yeah yeah.
0: I mean that that's kind of the world portrayed in the Mandalorian from what I've seen right like hmm. with
1: mm, everything's gone a bit to pot yeah. Yeah
0: exactly the empire kind of just doing whatever the hell it wants on certain planets and things because there's no one to really keep it in check. There's no order. Yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know how I really feel about that cuz they make it Out like the Empire is still a massive threat and, of course, when the Jedi ends with, you know, you think that the Emperor's destroyed, there's no Empire. But I guess if you're getting realistic about these things, then there's every possibility that there could be a continuation of that and...
0: Well, I mean, um, I, I, so
1: yeah, yeah, I guess that's beside the point. It's what about what does the game play like? And uh, I, as I say, it's waves of enemies run at you. You press buttons on consoles. You do flying bits where you have to shoot down so many enemies, and then you move on to the next mission. Okay, so it's a first. So person as beautiful shooter. as it is, sorry,
0: I said so. It's a first-person shooter. <laughs>
1: yeah, as beautiful it is though, and if I compare it. Um, to Halo 3. For some reason, Halo 3, you get into situations which, in a very well-designed level, yeah. you know, you, it, it, every level sort of broken up into chunks in Halo 3. And um, it's always kind of, you've always got a challenge. Yes. And it's always an interesting challenge where you, you, you're forced to think about the environment you're in. There may be vehicles. Um, yeah. You keep playing because it's interesting. There's layers to it. Uh, subtleties. The AI is very good. Yeah. Um, whereas this game, it's like they run at you. Um, when it's on med- normal difficulty, it's too hard, but not in a clever kind of way. It's just like in a harsh kind of unfair way, I feel, anyway. Yeah. And that's not fun. And then you stick it on easy and you just mow them down. And I think for the... You play the story mode to enjoy the story in this game because the gameplay itself isn't particularly interesting. So you might as well just play it on easy because you're going to not see the story as easily if you play it on anything more than that.
0: Oh, that's infuriating. It's not as
1: accessible. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I'm not great at first-person shooters. However, I'm getting on pretty well with Halo 3 playing on normal mode. Yeah. So there's got to be a difference here. There's got to be something wrong with the actual gameplay in this game. that I do feel a bit bored sometimes with it as well. Well,
0: I mean, then it just doesn't sound like it's very well balanced, right? It seems to be the issue there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It gets a bit dull. There's a mission where you play as Han Solo and you have to wander around talking to people. Uh, oh, no, you don't want me. You want that guy upstairs. You have to go upstairs, Oh, you don't want me. You want that guy downstairs. It's like, what is the point of this mission? This is a first-person shooter. It's meant to be about action not yeah. wandering around as bearded Han Solo, trying to find another person with a beard. Um, yeah. Lando's a entertaining. I think it's the character you play as also. Whenever you get to play someone like Lando, it's fun because there's a lot of personality. And he, they, they team Lando up with this uh, rebellion um, alien. Right. I forget his name. He's one of the ones with the blue heads and big red eyes. Yes. And uh, th- their their relationship's quite fun. And whenever you get a story and mission with those two, which I think you only get one, yeah. um, it was very entertaining. Uh you get to ride in ATSTs, uh an at one point. That that's always a bit different when it shakes up the gameplay. But a lot of the things are just dragged out and I feel it's sort of like you've got a relatively short game here. So on normal difficulty it's really hard to drag out the length of the game. Yeah. Right. On easy difficulty, it's still pretty long-winded because there's so many enemies to shoot, but it's not particularly satisfying. So it kind of we're talking about a game that's been released ages ago, but it's kind of relevant relevant right now because it is being it's the new PlayStation Plus game for June. Is it really June June the second? Battlefront Two is available for free for all PlayStation Plus subscribers. Isn't also... Which maybe is why I started thinking about the game again. I've been playing it on the Xbox One recently.
0: Isn't also um, World, Call of Duty World War Two?
1: Yeah. So is it two that, that big first-person so, so, shooters then? Two big first-person shooters, yeah.
0: Wow, okay. Um, I mean, I guess that's probably to quell the outrage of last month's Farm Simulator, maybe. But, hey.
1: I, I did actually play Farm Simulator, and I can say I find it quite dull but i'm sure you know there's an audience for it
0: i mean i i don't know if i've said it on this podcast or just said it in real life to everyone has got rolled their eyes and gone farm simulator genuinely the biggest selling game in germany it's a really big huge yeah, h- hugely European popular countries to have that game for free
1: with a certain audience and i have to say i was playing it online with some friends and they were loving it you said so and i well, was thinking trying to find what was the appeal there but-
0: <laughs> i don't know i have an actual garden and i, I hey man i bought a strimmer yesterday like an edge trimmer, so i could like get in the places yeah. my lawnmower yeah. can't yeah and it was the most one of the most satisfying things i've done in ages i imagine it. it was yeah. having the right tool for the right job so i can see in a video game context if you did feel that same sense of satisfaction that maybe there's something there but no i I just can't get into farm simulator Unlike Harvest Moon, it has
1: some very—I'm going to say—has some very weird physics on the vehicles. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Farm Simulator.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so so I got the go master on. system working, Tom. Yes, fantastic. I I I played. Um, so you found your cable you needed. Well, see, right. Here's the thing. So I'd, I'd gone through the attic, i dug through every box, I'd found an aux cable, the one I'd found didn't seem to work, I was like, oh god, what's going on? I yeah. played around the TV, I found one I knew was working from one of the spare, <laughs> one of the many uh, Super Nintendos, I found a cable, I was like, right, this one was working, this one should be working fine. I plugged it in, I tried to tune it in, nothing, I was like, okay... Maybe the thing that's the issue here is this television that I use to record the biographics, this flat screen TV that I have upstairs that's not very good. Mm. Doesn't have an analog was tune in. Fa- the found the found TV. Yes, the found TV with the dodgy yeah. remote and the D V D of Twilight Eclipse in it. Wasn't
1: yeah. Was did... it was it a legitimate copy Twilight? It was, was a it legitimate a copy,
0: copy of Twilight, yeah. Well, okay, okay. it was no it was no knockoff. Um so <laughs> I, I took it upstairs and I was like, right, okay. I'll try it here. So I did. It wasn't tuning. I was like, okay, now I'll take it downstairs. I'll see with the Bravia that I have in the living room for the PS4, does this tune in? Because I know I can switch my Bravia to analog because I've done it before with the old one in the old
1: apartment. So Yeah, I, it will have an aerial connection, won't it?
0: It did, yeah. but the one upstairs did as well. But it turns out the one upstairs can only yeah. receive digital signals through um,
1: aux. Oh, through our air, that's sorry. interesting. Yes. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But so the more modern TV actually, actually facilitated your needs. Yeah, exactly, which mm. is
0: really odd. But I guess it's just because it's a Sony yeah. one. Maybe if I were to pick up like a, I, I don't know, whatever brands are in supermarkets these days, it used to be Samsung, but Samsung actually makes good TVs now. Maybe if I picked up like a lower-end TV it wouldn't have that functionality and it wouldn't think to have analogue and digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah Um yeah. But yeah, plugged it in. It works. Um, the aux cable that I had feared was broken is still not great. It kind of flickers the picture a bit. But I played Power Strike 2. Oh my God, what a good game that is. Um, mm-hmm. I played a one or two of the games I picked up of the weekend that I'll get into in a minute, um, like uh, Psycho Fox, which is better than it has any right to be...
1: Yeah, okay, so Psycho Fox is an interesting one, because I've always heard this is a fantastic platform, and being a huge platformer fan, yeah. uh, this one I've always wanted to play. I actually lost out an auction of a copy of that with a copy of uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, it went for £25 in the end, and I thought, gosh darn it, that would have been a good deal if I'd have won that one. Yeah, uh, Two games for 25 Considering Psycho Fox tends to go on eBay for around the 20 quid, mark. Yeah,
0: that would have been
1: um, alright. Boxed, yeah. So it's good, is it? yeah. It's a I played it on an emulator once, but it was kind of slippery, I thought.
0: I mean, it is, don't get me wrong. It's still yeah. it's still a master system platformer. But, like... Which like, is fine. Yeah, <laughs> hey, like, Castle of Illusion exists. I understand there are good master system platformers. But it, it, it kind of feels a bit like Wonder Boy in how it controls.
1: Okay, yeah, all right, I get you. Yeah, it, it, it's... Slippy.
0: It's a bit slippy. Um, unfortunately I also don't have a working master system pad here. And for some reason mm-hmm. it seems to be a game that doesn't really like Mega Drive controllers.
1: Are you sure? Or shouldn't I just be the same?
0: No, I I looked this up. There's a massive list of like master system games that aren't really compatible with Mega Drive controllers. There is a way around it. That's, Essentially that's you, can, you can open up the controller and like pretty much just snip the cable that makes the start button work and then the master system doesn't get confused but I don't really want to do that to any of my mega drive pads so I'll probably just buy an eight bit do for master system if that exists or something similar
1: well there are mega drive ones that will work on master system um I think aren't there
0: I'm sure I think it's the I same controller
1: looked... port connection yes it does as it a... Yeah, 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 of course it because it can take Mega Drive controllers. So theoretically, any of the the retro bit, whilst Mega Drive controllers, I don't know if it would give you the same issue. I'm not sure. uh, But there isn't anything, I think, that's specific to to the Master Master System. No one wants to recreate the Master System controller, I don't think. It's it's the same thing um, with mini consoles. There's no mini Master System console. There doesn't seem to be a demand for it, therefore there doesn't seem to be demand for Master System controllers well, I mean the thi- wireless.
0: The thing is, right, Like Master System, big in Brazil, big in Europe, big in the UK, uh, but not big in the US. And obviously, if you look at no. the amount of people who have probably nostalgic for the Master System, versus the, the potential audience of like 300 million people in the US who are nostalgic mm. for the NES and the Super Nintendo and the, even the Mega Drive probably dwarfs in comparisons. So there's probably no point in making one. That said, they did just make turbo graphics, so there we go.
1: Yeah, and also Ret- RetroBit uh, have, have announced their d- Dreamcast controller as well. So the Dreamcast is a controller that's d- pointless because there's no... Well, pointless in regards to a lot of them which are created to be used on mini consoles, yes. aren't they? There's no mini Dreamcast, but uh, RetroBit are developing a six face button um
0: Dreamcast controller controller. But for, mean,
1: for for to be used on Dreamcast. I was going to really, say, didn't I
0: didn't Retrobit also make a Saturn controller? Though, don't you own a Saturn controller by Retrobit? Yes,
1: yes they're, they're done a Saturn controller, yeah, and Mega Drive, Mega Drive Saturn, and now Dreamcast. Yeah, but uh, doesn't know when that's going to come out. Yeah, there's been no real prototype shown. I don't S- think same with the there's analog drawings. Pocket, like
0: it's just end of the year yeah. sometime. So
1: yeah, yeah, things are a bit up in the air at the moment. It probably would have been released sooner. But there you go. Who knows? Um, Yeah, so I I played some Mass System stuff and I was like, you know what? Actually,
0: this is this is a good system. I, I like some of the games for this.
1: I thought it's always been a good system. Well, I mean, uh, it's con- finally convinced you.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, dare I say, it, Tom? Because I've talked I've talked a great deal of slander about Ninja Gaiden on the Game Gear on this podcast before. Ninja Gaiden on the Mass System, however, same game. Works a lot better on a big screen, funnily enough.
1: Mm, a lot of them do, I think. Yeah, yeah,
0: they did. Um, anyway, so I should I should get into what I've picked up because I bought a couple of games. Um, I also bought a couple of games since posting that I bought a couple
1: of games for said Master System. You've really you've really been buying a few more, haven't you? You've really got big into Master System collecting. Well, yeah. the thing
0: is, right, <clears throat> I I've been in a position where i've just happened to find very rare master system stuff and it kind of seems a bit silly to go oh well i'm going to leave this potentially very expensive game uh just in case i ever decide that i i do want to get more into it but i don't i i don't think that I, this is the issue i have with master system it's a very small collection i could theoretically do a full set a, I don't really want to because I, I'm no interest in ever covering the system the same way I'm doing with the Game Boy. B, no. I already collect enough stuff, so I don't want big, bulky yeah, yeah. cases <laughs> around. And C, there's a mm. lot of crap on the Mass system. Like, I think one of the reasons that people don't hold it up as highly as anything else is that the good titles on there are a bit obscure or they're licensed, and so there's perhaps not as much of a demand for it. But I did, I did pick up some stuff. Well, it's
1: not quite the CDI, is it? Though there's a lot more good titles available for the Mass System than there are for the Philips CDI, I'm, or the Jaguar for that matter. I match. mean,
0: for sure. I mean, just picking up the titles I have picked up in the last couple of, in the last two or so weeks, have made me realise. Okay, I was wrong about the math System. This is
1: actually a pretty good system. So how many, how many games have I got? For I, I must have like 30 games, and I'd say pretty much all of them are quality. I mean, to be honest, with you, that's
0: probably where I'm going to draw the line. Like, I want to, I want to pick up all the, the shmups, and I want to get some of the RPGs because some of them look really interesting, like Globius and uh, Dragon, 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 God, Golden <laughs> Axe Warriors. Gosh, why couldn't I find the word Golden?
1: Even you though that's really want to say Dragon. Yeah, then, even though you?
0: that's a very expensive <laughs> game. Hopefully, I'll I end up finding it quite cheap with a cartridge or something. But they they look like to be yeah. some interesting titles. I grabbed, um, because they were were relatively well-priced for box copies, I grabbed uh, Ninja Gaiden, uh, as I mentioned, which is a good game, Uh, The Incredible Hulk, and Assault City, the light phaser version, even though I do not have a light phaser. Assault City was released in two forms. There is a light phaser version, and there is a regular version that you can use a controller with. The light version, version seems to be very rare and very elusive. I like the box art anyway, but I picked it up because I was like, Wow. Well, Isn't there a big
1: robot on it or something? There is,
0: yeah. Is a a big mech-y, kind of lost planet esque looking mech on the front with like one oh, single. And one. I know how
1: much you like a bit of Lost
0: I Planet. I do, map. and it's reminiscent of that. I fortunately I have got a light phaser, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna now oh, pick up a B and CRT one. to play the mass system properly because my retro setup's are looking a bit crap at the moment, so I'm going to get a decent TV
1: and set it up, and then maybe I'll get a light. Were you going to st- stick that up on the landing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Got a nice mm, little
0: couch, in our know, little reading nook. Why not slap a retro TV in there that fits with the aesthetic as well? Yeah, so cool. I picked those up. Uh, I got some loose cartridges as well, because the guy, it's the same, it was up north in Denmark, it's the same shop that I picked up that cartridge of Invader, if you remember that story from way back in Tom
1: and Matt. That's an expensive these. Game Boy Advance or Game Boy Color game. Game Boy Advance game, yeah. yeah.
0: But okay. the same store had these mass System games in. They also had like a box or two of mass System and Mega Drive stuff that the guy was quite touchy with me opening at first. And I was like, look, I live miles away. Because he said, oh, next time you come, you can have a look in the box. I was like, I literally come here like once a year, man.
1: <laughs> well, he's got to trust you first. Yeah. He's got to get to know you. No, I... He's got to vet you. See if you're worthy of opening the yeah, box. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so I was just like, Look listen, I've come in here before. I've I've bought stuff from you every time I come here. Can I just have a look? Can I please yeah. look in the box? So I looked in the box and I was glad I did, because there was a version there was a cartridge of Psycho Fox in there, there's a cartridge of Choplifter, a cartridge of Lucky Diamond Keeper starring Donald Duck, which I've hewed
1: is a fantastic game.
0: And oh, that
1: is a trilogy of fantastic games.
0: Yes, every every Donald Duck game on the mass system is pretty good, right?
1: Uh yeah, uh, Deep Duck Troubles also pretty yeah,
0: good. which I hear is quite expensive as well. So
1: which is I don't, think, I don't, know. I don't know, I got it, I can't remember it being expensive, yeah. But I mean, like you bought maybe it is now. <laughs> I was going to say you
0: know. bought Power Strike Two for like a a box. So
1: no, with Power Strike One, I have okay. uh, not two. Okay, I don't have this. Fair enough. That's a bit too pricey.
0: That that's an incredible game though. If you haven't tri- if you haven't played that mm. game, Tom, check it out on emulator because it's. Is mind-bogglingly good. I, I can't believe it's a mass system game. It feels like a yeah. Mega Drive schmap. Yeah, excellent.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I
0: also picked up Double Dragon Five because I thought you wanted it, and alas, here we are. That's
1: We've a that's, that's a Mega Drive or Genesis game. It is a Genesis yeah. cartridge. Well, right? I, I do appreciate you thinking of us, Matt.
0: It's okay. It, it will find a good home with another Tom in the UK. So I, I'll I oh, it it will to okay yeah um and after that i went to they have these like indoor flea markety type things in denmark and they had just opened a new one uh near where my sister-in-law lives and we were like oh, okay well let's go there we went there on the sunday afternoon an hour or so before it closed it had opened on the saturday to big fanfare i was like oh well, there's gonna be nothing there of interest to me obviously everyone will have already bought it no tom turns out they didn't um they had a selection of Game Boy Advance games boxed and DS games box for uh, a whopping 15 kroner apiece. So <laughs> for pound fifty each, I picked up a copy of Game & Watch Gallery for the GBA, uh, the Turtles Double Pack boxed uh, for the GBA, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Avatar The Last Airbender for the GBA, uh, Legend of Bang, which i figured is all right. And also Rune Factory 3. Speaking of farming related games and RPGs, Rune Factory is a series I really like. Uh, and I did not have the third one, so I was pretty happy to grab that. So overall, generally pretty good weekend of pickups, which is nice.
1: Yeah, it well, sounds fantastic. Sounds really good. I was So what's happy. the social distancing like there? Not great. Non- non-existent. <laughs> non-existent, yeah. Non-existent I at all. <laughs> but then again, I think Denmark were always in a better state than perhaps uh, the UK. I I think the thing is here, right,
0: people are... Very relaxed, isn't it? Very relaxed Denmark. anyway. And there's, there's yeah. almost a stigma to people wearing masks and stuff. Like I've seen a few people walking around and just people just like giving them the stink eye of like, why are you being so silly and wearing masks? The streets here do have a... Uh, right side always on your right is the way you should be walking because then it's like a flow of traffic through the cities and stuff they're doing that quite well um, stores are limiting the amount of people that can be in there, restaurants are open mm. here and so there are very small sets of tables like my Marta went out because bars are open here too Martha went out on Friday and they were a group of eight which they're allowed to be under government guidance here is as many as ten but the tables were only set up for four, and they were very adamant there are only four people who could sit at a table.
1: So, hmm. I don't know. Some places are taking mm, it very okay. strictly. I was just curious. I know it's Others not are. related to uh, no, games, no. but uh, it is interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. I, I also beat Shantae, finally, which is a very good Game Boy Color game. This is
1: the first game.
0: The first one, yes. Um.
1: I feel I've got it on the 3DS. I think it's available for download. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's on the 3DS. I think that's the only way you can actually play the original Shantae these days unless you're willing to pony up a ridiculous amount of money for the Game Boy Color cart, which I'd felt silly about paying the amount I paid for that game on the Game Boy Color. It's
1: now worth about mm. three
0: times that, which makes me think I'm glad I bought it when I did.
1: It's got quite a legacy now, I suppose, so it's, uh, the demand for it is even bigger.
0: Yeah, um, and it, it does stuff with the Game Boy Color, much like I think Power Strike 2 does with the Master System, that you're like, shit, I didn't realise that this system could do this. This is amazing. So, oh, wow. it, it is oh my god! What? It's not that much. Yeah, it's about 500 quid now yeah. a cartridge.
1: Has it been re-released? No. No, limited run. Oh, that's just a box.
0: Yeah, that's just a box, but that isn't even for the original Shantae. Those are the boxes for Risky's Risky's Revenge Revenge and uh, Pirate's Curse. They made limited run boxes, like the one I have for half Junior Hero as a PAX giveaway, but obviously PAX was a bit weird this year because of COVID, so they didn't sell them all, and then they sold some online. I was going to buy one. There's a lot of uh, they were quite expensive. Bootlegs isn't there as well. Oh, there are there are a ton of bootlegs for obvious reasons that no one can. You could literally buy at the time of it coming out. You could buy a 3ds and download a copy of the game for cheaper than buying a game by colour cartridge. Of the game it, it's very very pricey. I did not pay. There's some any...
1: here which are thousands. Boxed well, over a thousand pounds. Boxed
0: copies are really expensive now. I I've come to terms with the fact that I would never own one, which is why, much like Trip World, much like tri- Trip World's worth about a grand, if not more. Now, there's a reason. Someone's
1: trying to sell one here on eBay for two thousand two hundred and forty-eight pounds and forty-five pence box. Free postage, at least. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, it's from France, so it's thirty-one pounds posted. Cool. <laughs> Seems a little bit um, extravagant. Yes, I would agree. Yeah.
0: No, I, it's a good game. I'll, I'll talk about it in the biographic mm. that I plan either releasing today or tomorrow. I'm still writing the script. That
1: will be great. Uh, you can tell us all if it's worth. Uh, it's not worth that much, but <laughs>
0: I, honestly, I, I would I would struggle to think of a game that I would think is worth five hundred pound. You know, I I I just I can't. Yeah. My, my sense of monetary value just doesn't correlate to the price that some retro games are going for these days. It just doesn't... I just can't no. understand it. It's
1: not about the game anymore, it's about the ownership of a rare object, isn't it? Exactly. It and is. that's where you're paying the money. It's not... yeah, you can get the same sort of gaming experience for a fraction of the cost.
0: I mean, if you if you pay it all, right? The the smart and legal way to do it is to purchase the version from the 3DS or yeah, or you can you get... play the game. You can, yeah, exactly. Do yeah. play the game on a system and actually <laughs> take advantage of some of the stuff that the 3DS does to iron out some of the kinks with the original, but...
1: Okay, that's yeah. interesting.
0: Anyways, um, that'll be up at some point. I like that game. Uh, I... Yeah, again, like just talking about how much the game costs now, you kind of struggle to recommend it because of how ridiculously expensive it is, but I I think it's a good game. I just don't But you
1: can recommend that you get your 3DS out and download it. If I you want to play I it. do.
0: I think it But to be honest, with you, some of the reasons I'd recommend it is because of what it does with the game by color, you know? Like yes, it's uh... easy to see now on a 3DS, like of course like they can do um fake parallax scrolling of course they can do things like uh day and night cycles they did that on the NES with Simon's yeah. Quest but seeing it in real time running on yeah. Game
1: Boy hardware is There's ridiculous. something about that isn't there I was thinking the same myself about playing games original hardware it's, it's amazing to see some things coming from that system yes. that you didn't expect and how is it doing that it's all part of the experience isn't it
0: well I uh, there's a there's a great Retronauts podcast uh, that I'm going to link to in the video anyway because it's really an interesting interview mm. with Matt Pozzone, the art director of Shantae. And there's just things that you wouldn't think about while playing that game because it is... While it does have flaws, like some of the levels are a bit too long, it has lives. I'll get into it in the video. It, it is... It, it He describes it as like the game is Tetris because... Shantae is actually like 12 different sprites running on top of each other to create the illusion of colour that the Game Boy can't do, and that every single enemy design in the game is kind of designed around how those 12 sprites of Shantae work, and so... Mm. fireballs from certain enemies will be like one pixel higher than they usually would in any other game because otherwise Shantae would interfere and it would be a cut line across the screen because they would reach their sprite limit and stuff
1: Wow! they really pushed the system to its uh, in
0: really cool and interesting ways and it's bonkers to see but also it's a game from 2000 well I mean they were working on it since the early 90s but it's a game that released in 2002 and so it does have some of the technic- some of the restraints of games, not establishing what you should do with certain situations. It takes like the lives mm. from Zelda Two and the day and night cycle from Castlevania, and some of it. While it's cool to see and is clearly a nod to these older games, don't actually gel well with like your modern expectations of what a Metroidvania should
1: be. No. Oh. So the series has redeveloped since, and its sequels have uh, fine tuned. The formula, would you say?
0: It's really interesting to see Matt Bazon say, like, hey, actually, this is... Yes, this is a series starring Shantae, but, like, there aren't... We don't establish rules. Like, every game is consistent with the rules of, like, how Shantae behaves and how what kills her and what doesn't. But hmm. the games aren't limited to that. Like, in the first game, if you touch spikes, you instantly die and lose a life. They were like, well, we're not going to make that's a bad experience for the player. We weren't going to put that in the next game because we saw how frustrating that was. It's not like they're hindered mm. by the past. They evolve things in a smart way, but that doesn't also mean that sometimes they revert back to things as the games go on. Mm. It's an interesting series. I like yeah. Shantae games. I, I make no secret to that. And yeah, I'll talk about this one in depth later.
1: Great. Well, look very much look forward to that, Matt. Uh I to actually. I did have a quick go in DuckTales on the NES this last week mm-hmm. and uh, found myself uh, playing it on the Disney Afternoon collection. Found myself rewinding an awful lot <laughs> because I would die a lot in that game. It's a hard game, isn't it? Yeah, it, I think
0: even the Game Boy one is hard, like it shouldn't be, but it is, <laughs> it's really challenging. <laughs>
1: Although it's a fun game, so you keep you keep going with it, don't you? It's one of them, isn't it? And
0: the music's amazing. I, someone actually like commented on a YouTube video, I haven't replied to them yet, and they were just like, how can you like the moon music in DuckTales? It's awful. I'm like, it's one of my favourite 8-bit compositions. It's so good. <laughs> Something about space music well, on d- the NES and like Game Boy that just gets me every time.
1: I think I own DuckTales on the NES.
0: I don't, is one of the one of the few NES I? games that I, I like that I don't own, but also I've got the Game Boy version, so I'm not too bothered about owning it. I'd like DuckTales yeah, yeah. too. I don't
1: have it here, then.
0: That game's good, but mm. again, very pricey. Yeah.
1: Very pricey. Darn pricey games, eh? Um, yeah, I played um, this is on a totally different uh, tangent here, a game I downloaded on the Xbox One recently called Shaolin Vs. Wu-Tan. Okay. Uh, is it Wu Tang? Wu Tang? Wu Tang? What are they called? The, the clan. clan? The the band? The Wu Tang clan or the Wu Tang clan? Wu
0: Tang clan, Tom. And pronounce okay. it right because they're nothing to fuck with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this has nothing to do with the band, but I assume Wu Tang must have a uh, definition uh, in um, martial art in the martial arts world.
0: Yes, that's why they stole it, Tom, because they really like martial arts. Yes, they
1: stole it. So. <laughs> In this game which is called Shaolin vs. Wu Tang, it's a one on one fighting game which takes inspiration from classic martial arts films. Right. So you f- you get the archetypal characters from all over the, the shop. You get the Bruce Lee, you get the Jackie Chan, you get the Chuck Norris, you get the um more of the famous Japanese karate actors as well. I'm sorry I can't remember the name of a particular Japanese karate actor, um, but th- there's a lot of characters, there's a ninja. There's so many, and it's very cool to play a game which is a homage to that genre of films and very much that vintage genre of films. Yeah. So the um, areas you play in and the music is all directly from that time, uh, that golden age of of martial arts films, and it's it's a 3D game. Although the action takes place on a 2D plane, I probably say it was closest to Mortal Kombat in the way it plays. Yeah. However, it does rather than have uh, combinations of buttons for doing moves, it, it uses quarter circles and stuff. So it's not like right, right, punch. It's quarter circle punch or whatever. Yeah. Um. So so that's it's got takes that from Street Fighter, uh, and you've got a special move that you uh, unlock when you. You know, when you reach a certain point and you build up your bar. So it's got a lot of those archetypal things from fighting games. It's it's uh, described as being a accessible fighting game. Right. Uh, they're really pushing that when, when they're advertising it for sale on Xbox. Yeah, um, I, which is it's, I saw the Steam list and yeah, It says,
0: like, casual in, like, capital letters. Yeah,
1: yeah they're really pushing it. It's casual, casual, casual. It seems to sort of be a way to kind of say... This isn't a fighting game to take seriously. This isn't. It's, it, it. I wonder sometimes if it says that to excuse itself from being a good game.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's a bit harsh. No, I th- I think the reason this. But
1: it, no, no, no. It is harsh, um, but not true because it is actually quite fun.
0: I I think the reason that people say casual with fighting games now is because I think if you are a a as casual gamer there is a certain expectation around fighting games that they are difficult to master and they take a lot of time and effort even with things like smash Mm -hmm. brothers it's supposed to be a casual fighting game but you and i both know that's not true because people play that game religiously Mm -hmm. and they count frames and they have different counters for different characters and everything else like yeah. There's a real deep meta to that game, and I think maybe the uh, yeah. the reason that Kung Fu vs. Wu-Tang is saying this is a casual game... Shaolin. Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang, sorry, not Kung Fu, <laughs> uh, is because they are saying, like, look, this is just a game like you would with Street Fighter back in the day, just pick it up, just give it a quick bash. It's something for you to play amongst friends, not to get really in depth about like yeah. button combinations and it... frames and all the rest of it
1: really confusing why it says not intended for hardcore fighting game players maybe um, they don't want it to I... be
0: you know like maybe they maybe they're yeah. maybe they're st- they're in the sand is we don't want this game at evo that that seems like a really odd thing to do but it, that's maybe a thing
1: yeah it, it is it is a fun game i would say it it's not amazing by any means but there's nothing else quite like it out there you know i've been a fan of older martial arts movies yeah it feels like this game was needed for for those fans to uh, reenact their favorite uh, fights and and such from um, from those classic movies yeah so it it's quite fun I mean, I won't say it's amazing, but it it does something that no one else seems to really be doing, and it does it reasonably well. So it's definitely worth a go. It's a little rough around the edges in terms of presentation. Menus spring to mind. The actual in-game graphics are pretty good. The attention to detail is, is rather high, and the animations actually are pretty nice too really captures the essence of uh, those archetypal characters, you know, the, the Shaolin monk or the, the drunken master yeah. or, you know, Wing Chun, you know, all these different fighting styles are represented in the game. So I think it's a game a lot of people have been crying out for for a long time and it's been done to a level which actually is is pretty pretty polished. So okay. um, just, yeah, so, some of the, like, the in-game menus look a bit... The graphic design isn't uh, amazing. Well, (laughs) I
0: I mean, I I think that's an area that's kind of been neglected by a lot of people, right, is that they... A lot of game designers now have figured out a way to make a really tight game, and they've also... Pixel artists have really figured out how to get the most out of games, like be that pixel artist or be that character Mm. animators, whatever it is, 3D, 2D, hand-drawn, whatever. Mm. But I still think people then don't present that in the nicest way. And that's why UX designers yeah. are generally needed and graphic designers to improve that process. And also to just to make it... Gra- good graphic design, as people say, should be invisible. like glaringly. It's glaringly obvious when there's bad graphic design because it really distracts you from what you're trying yeah. to do or it makes it a bad experience.
1: Yeah, don't let it put you off, though, if, if your first impressions of the in-game menus, the game is is pretty fun. And from what I understand, it must have been developed by either one person or a very small team, because its credits go to uh, a single name, Jay Bowman. Wow. He's uh, the developer and publisher. So if this game is made by one person, it's a tremendous achievement.
0: That's amazing.
1: And, and, and definitely been created by a real fan uh, of martial arts movies. Cool. And martial arts in general yeah. nice oh well so so uh, yeah it's, it's only about 11 quid there's a sequel on steam yeah uh, so i don't know how long the original's been out for but it's only just uh, it seems to have dropped on xbox one it seems to be an exclusive to xbox and steam so the original um was released back in 2018 okay. actually uh and i think it would have been this year that the sequel came out so maybe they're trying to see how popular the original is before they port the sequel over i'm not sure maybe. but i feel like it's a game that might fly under the, um, the fly under the radar actually it's early access on steam okay Yeah, so it's not quite finished yet but yeah i just wanted to mention it because fighting fans should definitely uh check it out but not hardcore fighting not fans hard-core. i suppose because you might be dis- you might be disappointed yeah I don't, I don't know, know. I, I, I love fighting games I play a lot and my hardcore um, I don't know maybe not maybe I'm not good enough to be hardcore no Matt. Tom
0: it's okay neither am I <laughs> it's fine
1: all these systems though get confusing it's quite refreshing to play a fighting game which isn't bogged down with lots of extra things to learn fair enough it's a throwback to Mega Drive the or Super Nintendo were. era of fighting games yeah, yeah. yeah which is always always pleasant so, so Matt, I just wanted to also mention about this big Sega news that's coming. Have you heard these rumours?
0: Uh, no, this has passed me by.
1: Okay, so um, a representative at Sega has been quoted as saying they have an announcement. I think it's going to appear in that really popular Japanese magazine. Famitsu. F- Famitsu, yeah. And uh, it's going to be announced fairly soon. The representative says it's going to be on a level close to the PlayStation 5. Okay. Which is mind-blowing, and I'm wondering if this person regrets saying that now, because obviously everyone's thinking, well, Sega releasing another console. Um, Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's a massive rumor that Sega announced something. Maybe it's going to be a a Master System Mini. Maybe that's it. New sonic That's certainly on the (laughs) level of a PS5. Well, there's always new Sonic games, isn't there? Are they they bringing back Flicky? We can only wonder. Um, My thought was perhaps it was going to be some sort of hardware that would play a lot more than just one console's game library. That would be cool. Maybe it was going to be some sort of new console that would play a selection of Sega games from various... um, console generations. But that's just where my mind's going. I I don't know anything, in all honesty, about what it could be, but I'm certainly very uh, curious.
0: What if it is um, Sega's just going to stop beating around the bush and just say, you know what, the people just want more Yakuza. This is Yakuza 8 and this is our official official Yakuza console. Play them all on (laughs) uh, the 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 Rio Kazuma Mini, and yeah yeah it
1: it, it it's a life size uh, character that you can play games. Yeah. on.
0: <laughs> it's just shaped like uh, Kiryu Kazuma. It's just oh no, it actually is. It's just yeah. a folded version of his suit, and you can just plug the joystick yeah. into the oh cabinet. wow.
1: That's why they're making those well, six button you know...
0: Dreamcast controllers, Tom. It's all about that That's Kiryu it. Kazuma yeah. Mini. It's...
1: Sega have never been afraid to take risks and to do things that are a little bit out there, so it could be something very out there. It could be humorous, in fact. You know, saying it's on the same level as PS5 is like... Actually,
0: what if it is a box that allows you to stream the entire Sega catalogue a la Netflix?
1: Mmm, there you go. That That's similar to what I thought of, but without the... Uh... Physical media streaming media, you know okay. what I mean yeah. you sign up for an account, you have a subscription yeah, pay a month, and then you have access to, to everything
0: you... Sega's ever made
1: Wow, translated versions of uh, Sega gaga maybe
0: maybe um do you think Pepsi Man would be amongst the stuff that you could play
1: I really I really don't know it's uh, it's very it's very interesting to to think about what it but it could be. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what this announcement is. It's coming in the next few days, I think. So that's the
0: weird thing. Second though. of June
1: rings a bell, but I could be, could be wrong. If
0: if that's that. the case and it is like something coming soon, I mean, to say it's on a level with the PS5 is is perhaps making people's expectations go crazy because it automatically mm. makes you think console. It automatically makes you think that this is going to be. Either Sega trying to re-enter the gaming market with their own console for this generation, or something else, which I I very much doubt.
1: So so it's Sega's 60th anniversary this year, which is why my theory is it's going to be some sort of anniversary machine playing a host of Sega games.
0: Oh, didn't they do an an? Didn't they bring back the son of Sega Sentai? Is that yeah, Sega, Sega Sanshiro, Yeah, yeah. Like Sega Sanshiro, Sorry. Like they brought back his son. Maybe it's a Saturn mini because didn't he like? I'm not that up on my history of Japanese Sega adverts, but wasn't he brought around in the Dreamcast? Uh, wasn't he around in the Saturn era? And then didn't he yes. kill himself in the Dreamcast era or something? Yes,
1: I think so. I think he sacrificed himself for the greater good. Yeah. Um, I think he was strapped to a rocket. Yeah, or something that
0: rings a bell. <laughs>
1: yeah um it it could quite possibly be because the idea of it being um on par with this PlayStation Five announcement could be a cheeky joke by Sega, of course again, the Saturn going head to head with the PlayStation if that were the case, I would love it that that is hilarious it's, it's, they're going to do it and uh, Sony are going to announce the, the price of their PS5 and then Sega are going to do their own little press conference and come in and undercut them uh, on price and then reveal it's going to be a Saturn Mini. You think? Yeah, I, I th- that's got to be it. I think Sega are going to play it for, for laughs. Oh, God, I hope so. Well, you can get this. We can, You can get the new Sega console for a fraction of the price of a PS5.
0: Look at this Saturn core. <laughs> Man, oh God. That would be hilarious. I hope it's a Sega Saturn Mini. God, I hope it's a Sega Saturn Mini now. Can you imagine? What would you put on a Sega Saturn Everyone Mini? Everyone would be
1: able to... Well, they'd put Panzer Dragoon and... Um, Saga. 100%. 100% and
0: that would guarantee I would buy another <laughs> small console. Um... <laughs> What what else have you got? What I'm not that familiar. They put
1: Street Fighter Alpha three on it because that's a very expensive game on Saturn as well.
0: Um, there's a version Symphony in the Night for the Saturn.
1: There's a not meant to be as good. Yeah, as the um, hey man, it's it's a freaking
0: emulator. I'm sure they'll make it run nicely. Um. there is... it. has got extra characters. There. Are... There is stuff in the Saturn one. That yeah, yeah. Not th- in that's the true. It one. has.
1: There is stuff that's exclusive to Saturn. Um.
0: The Saturn had a version of Resident Evil. Saturn had a version of Wipeout. Two uh, franchises Tomb that people generally see as playstation franchises so that could be also cool to just be like hey we've got all the games you want that are gonna be on the ps5 look resident evil Wipeout tomb raider um <laughs> theme hospital i don't know there's there's a lot of games on that there's oh,
1: burning rangers said they'd, they'd whack burning rangers on there and guardian heroes uh
0: what you call it uh radiant silver gun would clearly be another one of the the expensive uh, saturn
1: world. was it Radiant Silver Gun that was on the saturn What
0: oh, was that yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah, it yes he was because yeah. Zikaruga
1: was the the dreamcast expensive yeah yeah I got confused the between them for a second um, but uh, also God, there's a lot. oh yeah there's a lot there's a lot, there's a lot you could feature saturn and they games. could feature a
0: lot of sorry I said, there's a lot of expensive saturn games also
1: Mm. and you definitely they could feature localised versions of Japanese games because there was a lot released of saturn that never came across from Japan, so... Yeah. I wonder if they'd go that route.
0: I mean, that would be an option, right? That would be the smart thing to do with mm. it, I think, is to give mm. give people very rare, expensive games like Panzer Dragoon Saga, and then let that be, as we've already mentioned with let that be an item that people who want to own the physical thing can own a physical game that's on a disc, which, to me, again, is another thing, as a disc rot... Let them own that and then let the people who want to play it, myself included, finally be able to play that game.
1: Uh they could whack Grandier on there. That's true. Grandier.
0: Um God, there's so many games the Saturn like
1: Shining Force 3. Uh there's a lot of first person shooters on the Saturn, I don't know. They put Do Quake Nick, on there yeah. or uh Yeah, we well, it, we don't know if this is happening, but uh Saturn Bomberman would be a nice um, one to have on there. Oh, look at
0: that. All the third parties could sell all of their uh, Saturn controllers like they were planning to with the the NES Mini, and then they filled up bargain bins very quickly just so people could eat to play a Bomberman. As God intended.
1: (laughs) Uh, Virtua Fighter 2 would have to be on there. Knights would have to be on there in Sega Rally, of course. And both... Panzer Dragoon and Panzer Dragoon Spy. That would be a bit weird though, right,
0: to the, for them to release Panzer Dragoon as a remake on the Switch and then just be like, surprise, here is Panzer Dragoon 1, 2 and Saga.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean... Might happen That's so definitely it's been brought back to the attention of people now, Panzer Dragoon, through the remake. Maybe. The remake isn't exactly the same; it doesn't play exactly like the uh, Saturn originals. So there's still um, a market for selling that game again. I think.
0: Yeah, I could be into that. I, I would, I would play those original Panzer Dragoons. I think they're quite good. And
1: they'd whack Sonic R on there, and maybe Sonic 3D, because you've got to have a Sonic on it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sonic Jam. Yeah, stick Sonic Jam on there. You get you get bang for your book there. Is that an expensive game? Sonic Jam, no, but you get. Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic Knuckles. Fair enough.
0: I didn't realise it yeah. was a Sonic compilation on the Saturn. That's interesting.
1: Yes. yeah. It's a very good one. It's got a 3D overworld as well. Ooh la la. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, okay, so I look forward to this news then. Did you did you say it's the second? Okay,
1: that's my my money is on Sega Saturn Mini. Yeah, and doing a big send-up when with Sony. Okay, because
0: I, cause I want to be right as well, even though I think that's probably the option because we just came up with that together. I'm going to say I'm going to say <laughs> Sega streaming service. They're bringing back the Sega Channel.
1: Okay, Sega streaming service that will be available on other consoles like PlayStation and Xbox.
0: Yeah, potentially it'll be like a EA yeah. Access or whatever is called. That thing where yeah. you pay a, maybe a small monthly fee and then you can play anything. God, I would love that on the Switch. Can you imagine how good that would be to pay like a fiver a month and have every Sega game? Look at me, I'd be selling my Master System cartridges. I'd be
1: like. A However, they home. have been selling those Sega a- ages games recently, so that would make them redundant.
0: Not necessarily, unless those are the versions that they then put into the streaming service. They've been doing it since the PS2, Tom. They've got a lot of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that they have. Um, there is one rumour going around that uh, in Japan, Sega are going to... Well, Microsoft are going to rebrand the uh, Xbox One Series X as a Sega console. That's a rumour that's doing the rounds so they can sell more in Japan. I'm kind of into that. <laughs> I would... Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I don't... That would be cool. No, like, you see... Because the thing... Right. So the thing is, you okay that would be that would be really interesting <laughs> if that happened I, yeah that would be cool okay no i'm, I'm actually behind that i was gonna
1: say you like that I one i do but yeah.
0: at the same time because I, I i i just it's still an I xbox one twi- yeah i mean it's still an xbox <laughs> one Series x i just checked twitter to see these things and I was going to actually bring up the the ridiculous notion that one of the two of the top things were that Microsoft was going to buy Sega was one of the things I just saw, and I'm like, Sega Sammy is a massive, massive.
1: Corporation. Yeah, yeah. Sega's huge. Like, Sega's. That would never. Yeah, I, I don't think Sega need to. Sell up. No, say, but say a, an a, alliance with Microsoft. That, that could be really cool. I I would be behind that. They have just announced, you know, real support for Yakuza on Xbox platforms with um, like a like, like a dragon, a dragon is yeah. it? Oh, could... being a launch title on Xbox One Series X. Do you...
0: so. Wow. Do you think? No, I can't. I can't even see what I'm about to propose because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Do you think that Sega games would be exclusive to Microsoft platforms?
1: For... Would it make sense?
0: I don't think so either. Because, I mean, then you no. would be taking established audiences for games like uh, Persona um, for the mm. Yakuza games away from the PlayStation where they've been dominant for a very long time and then put them on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that would, would happen.
0: It would be it would be cool if that is the case that it essentially like the Xbox Series X is called like the Sega X in Japan. I could get behind that. Might even buy one myself yeah, if might, I may. manage to be able to go to Japan again because we're in a. People buy it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ticking that Sega logo on something that makes it ultimately more appealing, doesn't it? <laughs> I
0: wonder. I wonder if they've done their market research and they are just like yeah, no one cares about Microsoft, but everyone loves Sega, so. <laughs> hey man, I bought I bought a freaking I almost bought a freaking like waffle with the Sega made of the Sega logo, and I don't even have nostalgia for Sega. So yeah,
1: you can get a mini grand piano made by Sega that plays music by itself, and the keys play along with the the tunes. That's
0: pretty cool. I would like that.
1: That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Casimir so Mercury Mini,
0: twenty twenty, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: We'll see. Yeah. Sega 60th. It's got to be. It's got to be something big. Yeah. No,
0: oh, interesting. Let's see.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any more to add, Matthew? No, say, that, are
0: we all in? We are, we are over an hour. We've talked extensively yeah. about video games. I've bought um, the price of video games being ridiculous, and also what this Sega thing is that I didn't know either. So I mm. guess maybe our audience didn't either. Okay, if you have any ideas of what you think this Sega announcement is, why don't you let us know on uh, Twitter at TMAcast or on Facebook at Facebook.com, forward slash slash Tom and Matt Attack, let me and Tom know individually at TomParry11 for the gentleman on the other end of this call, or Game Boyle for me. Tom, you putting anything up on BlastProcess.com's YouTube channel uh, over the coming days?
1: Uh, well, there was going to be a Halo 3 um Tom Plays' video, because I live-streamed it yesterday. However, I don't think Twitch is a very stable platform, because when I downloaded the stream, which was an hour and 40 minutes long, it downloaded 1 minute 40 seconds, and uh, yeah, sped up most of the entire stream to fit that very small time frame. Do you not so just think it that gives that video you the best is... bits? <laughs>
0: it's, like, yeah,
1: it's yeah, like yeah like that was, it, it was only 1 minute 40 minutes. Yeah, that, that was it. Uh, so there was going to be that, but I'm sure I'll find something else Fair to the stream. And, uh, and we'll do another episode of uh, Tom's Gaming World, hopefully, uh, and feature some of these games we've talked about, such as Halo 3, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and uh, Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang.
0: Cool. Look forward to it. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I look forward to the new boy graphic yes there will well chromatographic
0: Tom Parry even though I called it a boy oh, myself because it's a game by color game but yeah there'll yeah. be a new boy video up uh, on YouTube about Shantae. either that's, today that's when you listen to this it great. might already be up or it will be up tomorrow because it's a bank holiday year and I, I have the luxury of time even though it'll be in June but shh it's fine Um, <laughs> yeah uh, other than that you can listen to the podcast in a variety of places on blastprocess.com, as I've already mentioned, on tomamatattack.com, follow us podcast, or also in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate subscribe? Let us know you're listening, yada, yada, yada. Tom Parry, pleasure as always. Marvellous. Oh, we, it's been a pleasure. Where will you. we be next week? Probably out to sea. Let's see what the future Ooh. holds. <laughs>
1: Let's see. Thank
0: you, Doug. Cool. Oh, well. Thank you as always, mate. And everybody out there, be sure to game on. Stay safe, wash your
1: hands. Game on.